you can take your seats if you wish because I just want to share a little bit and I'm going to do some more ministry now just by the way these are prescribed glasses I'm not trying to be cool or anything like that I mean I do have a reputation to be cool but um, to look cool but uh, you guys got you paying extra for these seats or uh, was this was this the box seats or something <laughs> well how come I didn't get one of these <laughs> oh okay Hallelujah. We just have that down a smidge. Just keep it on, but just keep it really low if you can for a moment. Now, I just, uh, because we don't, obviously we don't have any musicians, uh, that's how I roll with worship in my own time. It's just, just, it's just to do the free worship. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's awesome. Just uh, sometimes it can be, sometimes it can be more powerful than just having the standard worship songs, which are, some of them are great, but it's really good just to, connect with the gate and jesus is the gate amen and god <clears throat> see what right now as i was just demonstrating this is there's there's a this is a, a era we're stepping into now where the harvest is right i really believe that and i don't know if you're noticing it where it's it's a little bit a little it's a little bit easier to minister or even share about the lord because uh, hearts have been plowed through this season i really believe that and through this time of COVID, uh, I don't believe the Lord sent COVID, but he's, he's not the author of COVID, but I believe that he's allowed this to happen. And he's allowed it to happen for my, for my life as well. As, uh, it's, it's, I've been on the road for so long and the Lord was saying constantly for me to have a sabbatical and spend more time with him which i do spend i did spend a lot of time but it's kind of systematic being on the road and it was under pressure because you have this machine you've got to try and keep going you know of the ministry but lord kept saying you know you've got to have a sabbatical have time out i want, I want more of you i've got a word from a prophet in florida uh you know saying that the lord wants to go you to go deeper in him yeah, 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 and I didn't. But then COVID sort of happened, and I had no choice. So I actually did. Uh, it was the best time for me. But let me say this: I believe that it's a time for me. This is my experience where um, it says in Hosea ten twelve. I think it's ten twelve. It says that it's time to seek the Lord. And it says also, plow the ground, the hardened ground of the hardened hearts. It's time to seek the Lord. And it says, Your, my righteousness will shine and my righteousness will shine upon you. And I really believe we're coming in a, in a time right now where the hearts have been plowed and it's really easy for me to, to actually minister. And when I'm in the city, and I just want to share this, I was in the city, I walk around a lot in the city and I used to pray in tongues a lot in the city and I still do a bit, pray in tongues and just you know, do, do my day-to-day uh, chores. But people will come up to me and uh, just start talking. I don't know if anybody's noticed that. People just come up and start talking. But when you actually share about the law, but you notice when they just people just keep coming up and start talking, you go, look, I'm really busy. You're feeling your heart. I'm really busy. I've got to go now. But then you realize that God has actually sent them to you. And, they, and then you start to open up to them. You start sharing about the Lord. And they... And in about one week, I had about four decisions for Christ, and I'm not even looking for it, you know. And we had a, I had a guy come up to me. Um, it was in, in the city, and he was from Melbourne. 
he just came up and started talking to me, saying, do you know any places where there's coffee, good coffee, and there's a place, you know, on the street where there's so many coffee shops? And, I, and he said, I'm from Melbourne, and I hear that uh, a lot of people are moving to Adelaide uh, because, uh, and I've just come here to check it out. And I said, okay, okay. And he goes, yeah, do you know any good places? And I'm a bit sort of like, uh, yeah, well, there's, as you can see, there's coffee shops here. Um, and I've got to go, I've got to go to Coles, I've got things to do, I've got to do my shop. I, sort of, I, di- I didn't say that, but I'm thinking in my heart, yeah, it's just, look, as you can see, there's uh, right down here, there's coffees, you can take a peek. And then he kept talking to me to the point where he goes, you know what, I've, it's really weird, I've, I've got this um, healing gift. I said, okay, what's going on here? And he goes, yeah, I've got this healing gift, and this clairvoyant called me out in a meeting. And, he's, and this clairvoyant said to me, I see this awe over you, this aura over you, and I see that you have this healing, special healing powers. And he goes, ever since then, I can, I can heal people. I'm going, all right, okay. And uh, he's, he starts showing me videos. I'm, I'm standing in the city. I mean, what, what, why would you do that? No one would do this just in the street. I mean, I mean, this just blew my mind. He started showing me his video on the phone of a bit like an evangelist video in the streets, people getting healed. He goes, yeah, I have this, uh, these special powers, you know. And I just, I'm doing a documentary. My friend's filming it and we're, you know, we just, we think about coming to Adelaide. And I said, oh, okay, right, right. And then he go, and I said, actually, I will have a coffee with you. <laughs> and... Um, because he did ask, you know, uh, in the middle of it, do you want to sit down because he had the video? Do you want, I'll show you, I have a coffee with him. And I said, look, and he showed me the video and went, I will have a coffee with you. So I sit down with him and he shot stuff and he goes, yeah, it's really, he starts talking about the dark side, you know. He said, there's some real dark stuff about this and I'm a little bit, you know, concerned and, uh, you know, but, you know, but it's, it's really good people are getting healed. And he said, this demon came to me when I was healing somebody and I, and I won't tell him what he said, but he swore at him and he left. <laughs> I don't know how that works. He said that the, the demon left when I swore at him. And I said, okay. Um, I was sort of looking at him. And he goes, but it's really, it's really, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting, isn't it? So I go, all right. So I, I don't want to be in a competition here, but I just showed him. I said, you know what I do? I'm a, this is what the Lord does. I'm actually a believer. But God does this and I'm just make myself available I showed him the video people getting healed limbs growing I showed a vi- I showed this uh, testimony of a, a baby who had meningococcal disease she, the baby was brain damaged and completely healed and I saw another video of uh, um, of a boy it wasn't a video sorry it was a photograph and, a, and doctor's certificates I had of a boy who was who couldn't speak and couldn't hear up to the when he was born, up to the years of, of being in, he was four years of age, completely healed in Germany, completely restored, and he just goes, "Oh my!" Yeah, he was Greek. He went, he was a Greek guy. I went, "Oh my God!" <laughs> he goes, "What are the chances of this?" He goes, "I can't believe this." Oh my God! Like this, and I just said, "Well, this is this is a divine appointment," and he goes. So you, you're doing this, you, you're, you're a healer. I guess, no, I'm not a healer. I said, Jesus is the, he- he's the healer. I just made myself available. I just positioned myself. I said, you, you really need to know what's going on. You're playing 
with the spiritual world, you're tapping in with the spiritual realm, but you've got to know what you're doing. He goes, yeah, I've been saying this to the clairvoyant. I'm a little bit worried about this because people are getting healed, but I'm seeing some really dark stuff. And I said to the clairvoyant, what do I do about this? Because these, these dark spirits like demons approach me. And she said to me, oh, that's okay. I've got ravishing dogs, really mean dogs around me that protect me. And he said, that didn't sound right to me. And I went, you think? <laughs> and then I said to him, look, when you're playing with the spirit realm, when you're playing with, with, with the spirit world, it's like Pandora. It's a jungle out there. It's just dangerous. I said, you need to come under the canopy of the Holy Spirit. I said, you need to line yourself. There's nothing wrong for moving in these gifts, but you can move in these gifts, but if you do it outside of the covering of God, it can be dangerous as Pandora. And let me tell you, there's anything goes out there. I said, it says in John 10 that um, uh, I am the gate, but whoever comes in another way is a thief. So we've got we to go through the right way, the right gate. He goes, oh, my God. He, go, he goes, you know, this, this clairvoyant said to me, she said, don't worry about all this dark stuff. She said, you're going to go meet a man, not here, but interstate, and he's going to lead you on the right path. I mean, I must give her credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> She nailed that one. <laughs> but she, she was moving in counter, like words of knowledge, but she was doing it on the outside of the gate. She was doing it out on the outside. And these are real. Clairvoyance can move in the gifts. Let me say this. Clairvoyance can see darkness, can see warnings, but they don't realize it's warnings. That's why you never go to a clairvoyant. Okay? Because when you go to a clairvoyant, they'll see stuff like warnings, but they won't say it's warnings. They'll misinterpret and go, oh... I see a car accident. And that primes your heart with fear and all that does is invite demons to kill you or put a curse on you, okay? But you, know, but you can get a, a warning in the spirit under the canopy of the Holy Spirit as a man of God. You can get warnings and you can reverse things straight away. Um, I was in New Mexico with Adrian and we were doing ministry. And I'll give you an example where we buckled up. We're in the, you know... In, the, in this truck they call it which is a big huge four wheel drive and I buckled up and this woman was driving the host and as I was buckling up I saw a vision of this red like a red car going <laughs> right into the side of me and uh, it was pretty violent and I just it sort of made my heart palpitate and I just went thank you Jesus thank you Lord I thank you for your angels Psalm 34 verse 7 thank you for Psalm 91 911 <laughs> Psalms 91 right and uh, you know the angels around me protecting me and the woman's going what's what what's going on what, why are you praying this is there something wrong with my driving I said no no it's just I'm just I'm just seeing stuff and um, I'm actually uh, I, I saw this but God's protecting us and Adrian's like amen so we, what happens that we go through the intersection she turns um she turns right with an arrow but a, a car went through a red light and skidded 
and actually just just the same vision I saw, but that actually the car stopped, but it skid so violently and stopped about three meters away from us. And the, what happened is I was praying for angels. Okay, so the, what when I did is I reversed what I saw in the spirit realm. I saw the plans of the enemy. So you can get warnings. Warnings are good. So when I started decreeing angels, there was a big, huge angel between the car and my car. I went like this. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so that's what happened. Is a sorry, a fabulous angel, <laughs> right? And and actually protected me. So am I making sense? And that's called governing the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And it's nothing wrong with, with having a dream that's you know. It's quite um, scary because if you're, if you're doing the right thing, you're in the presence of God, it might be scary, it might seem scary, but God's given you the strategy to reverse things, especially if you have things for your children and things like that. It gives you the ability to go in the spirit and dismantle the plans of hell and decree the power of heaven. Angels, amen, hallelujah. And then you see things shift, amen. Anyway, getting back to this gentleman, he goes, oh my gosh. He goes, this woman, this woman said this, that I was going to meet you. And I said, yeah, it was a divine appointment. And I said, I'm going to pray for you. Can I pray for you? You need to make a decision. You need to receive Jesus. He's the Messiah. He's the King of glory. He's the King of all existence. And you need to come under this canopy. You need to come into this place that Jacob saw, I showed him about, told him about Jacob, Jacob and seeing Bethel, angels ascending and ascending. You need to make this decision and the most powerful, uh, the most powerful, um, uh, I should, sorry, what I said, the most powerful um, gift could be inside of you, which is Jesus and his attributes, all right? And he said, okay, let's do it. And his name was Louis. I looked up and the coffee shop's called St. Louis. <laughs> I said, look at that. Well, I said, what's your name, Louis? Well, look at that, St. Louis. He goes, he said, this is, this is fate. I said, yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway, I basically, uh, I said to him, like, I'm going to pray for you, and I want you to repeat after me. And then he goes, you can see he's getting a little bit nervous, and you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you know, be a prophet to say, this is demons. He said, he went, can I ring this clairvoyant just to check on this? I said, you're nervous, aren't you? You're scared. Yeah, I am. I said, it's actually not you. It's demons trying to play with your mind right now because if this is the most powerful decision you can ever make and if you miss out this, right, if you miss out on this today, you'll probably never see me again and you probably might not get this opportunity again. I said, are you, are, you, are you listening to me? He goes, yeah. So he actually received Christ and he goes, I felt something then. Something's going on. And I <laughs> says, it's called the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and he's like, he's so, he was so blessed. And I said, look, now when you do this, you can do this in the name of Jesus, right? And I said to him that um, now whatever happens to you, like, Whatever happens to you from now on, you're secure with God. It's not a reward, it's a gift. Salvation is not a reward, it's a free gift. No matter what happens, now you're in the, the kingdom of God and you're in, 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 the God, in God's family. And he goes, you know, he was so excited. He's been texting me ever since. 
So I'm texting him, sending him scriptures. I'm praying for him. And I actually said this. This might sound a little bit challenging to, to some of you. Um, and this might rough up the religious feathers to some who might be here today. But I didn't tell him to go to church. I said to him, I'm going to help you. Right? I'll, I'll speak to you. I said, look, you're going to grow in this. But I want you to be able to grow in this. But don't tell these clairvoyants that you're a Christian. I want you to be able to have influence over them. Now, sure, he has to grow and he has to mature. But I'm, I'm, I said, I'm going to help you, right? And you do need to be into fellowship, right? I really believe that. It's very important to be in church. Don't get me wrong. But this guy will eventually work it out and he will... He, he needs fellowship, but in the short term, I'm his fellowship, right? I want to speak to him, and I want to keep in touch with him and teach him. But I said to him, I want you to have influence over these guys because this is a time we're moving in, and this is my point today, is the church is changing dramatically. The church, God is allowing COVID. He's allowing this to happen so the church is, is coming to a place where it gets challenged and God is purging a lot of the prophetic. He's purging a lot of ministry and he's allowing the church to go through this so it can be refined because God is raising up a new breed. God is raising up a new breed of prophets, new breed of apostolic people to move in the attributes of Jesus but not just to be institutionalized and I believe we need to fellowship. Churches coming together, encouraging one another. It's not bricks and mortars. It's actually coming together, encouraging one another, but also having influence over the community, having influence over rulers and leaders. Okay? And, and I said to him, I showed him in the passage of Scripture in, in the book of Daniel, that Daniel, this is how controversial this is, right? And people don't realize how controversial this is, right? is Daniel was the chief of all the magicians, the soothsayers, clairvoyants, magicians, the mediums. Daniel was the chief of them all. Is that, I mean, does that do, that, that messes with my head. You've got a man of God in Babylon moving in the gifts, interpreting dreams. He's a prophet of God, but he's the chief over all these, all these counterfeits. Right? And in fact, he saved their lives before Nebuchadnezzar because Nebuchadnezzar said you tell me the dream I'm, I'm tired of you just making it up and telling me what the interpretation is giving a false interpretation I'm just paraphrasing here I'm tired of this so you tell me the dream I had and the interpretation otherwise I'm going to cut you up in little pieces you know, what a nice guy <laughs> but Daniel said I'm going to seek the Lord and I'll give you you know the Lord will reveal the dream and the interpretation. So I was sharing this to him. I said, look, I want to help you. You're going to grow and mature in this, but, but this is God wants you to actually have influence over these guys. And he agreed. He understood it, and he's learning. He, I'm sending him scriptures. But my point is today is that it's time for the church to come into a place to, to have influence over society, have influence over politics have an influence over the marketplace 
and the church at the moment and i don't mean to be speaking against the church i don't want to put the church down but it really is a toothless lion it's it's and god's allowing i'm talking about the western church right now god is allowing this to happen and he there's a new breed there's daniels are going to rise up and when i say daniels there's going to be daniels are going to rise up corporately to unlock mysteries with the modern day nebuchadnezzars and these nebuchadnezzars are going to be undone all right and they're going to be like when you read nebuchadnezzar he was undone he realized there's a god and there's a there's a god that's greater than him and he nearly went mad he thought he was an animal and he, he, he went crazy like an animal in in the wilderness and this is going to come back today when you hear these these stories these narratives that take place that took place in the past it's actually going to happen again with the church these individual prophets and men of god i believe corporately god's raising up the church to operate in these in this type of manner if you understand what i'm saying right so god is raising up daniels to unlock mysteries and to have influence over leaders god's raising up elijah's to move in the power and the spirit of elijah to actually dismantle jezebel because there are jezebels out there and jezebel uh, was a false prophet so god is 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 raising up elijah's to dismantle jezebel but also bring the hearts of the fathers to the children and children to the fathers and this is actually happening uh, this is going to happen in a way where it's going to be so powerful it's a billion soul harvest that bob jones the prophet prophesied is actually coming i believe the harvest is ripe right now it's easy to minister and i this is my experience and it's time for the church to actually move in this type of realm to have influence individually over your workplace over your over over uh, your bosses over the actual work uh, authorities rulers leaders and um you know i'm not saying that we have to go out and preach and stand on a soapbox and start preaching i'm just saying be be available and you be, the laws of attraction will come into it people come to you probably noticing at the moment people are asking questions people are feeling vulnerable their hearts are being plowed and the harvest is ripe i really believe that now let me say this joseph as well god is raising up joseph's um joseph he he had the ability not only to interpret dreams but bring the solutions to the problem okay so he had the dream interpretation for for pharaoh he had the dream interpretation for pharaoh but not only he had the dream interpretation but he actually brought the solution to the problem so the gift is one thing but the wisdom to bring the solution is another thing so the gift gave him his freedom but the wisdom gave him the whole nation okay so there's actually um there's there's actually something shifting in the spirit where we make ourselves more available and we took communion last night i take communion and i ask the lord to remove my natural my 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 natural ability and replace it with a supernatural intelligence all right so i ask the lord to give me supernatural intelligence 
not artificial intelligence, not natural intelligence, but actually supernatural intelligence. There's a limitless, supernatural limitless, where you can have actually, uh, you can, God will give you downloads for inventions, give you downloads for business ideas. Joseph was an amazing businessman. He was an organizer. He, he, he was successful everywhere he was. He was in Potiphar's house and he was successful with that. And he was successful, he was, he was the chief, or I should say, he was running the prison. But then when he went before Pharaoh, the wisdom that he had, the solutions to the problem, gave Joseph the whole nation. But when you look at Joseph's life, and this is the way that bride, I really see the body of Christ coming into this and this is like the narrative of christ joseph's life when you look at his narrative is actually the blueprints of jesus did you know that his brothers betrayed him all right his brothers rejected him he ended up in a pit he was accused he took upon himself the curse of slavery he was in the dungeon in hell then he was raised up to the right head of a throne can you see the blueprint here and the whole world came to Joseph because he had the grain, which represents the word of God. Can you see that? When you look at that narrative, that's actually the blueprint of Christ. I see the gospel and everything, even Hosea the prophet. I see the gospel, blueprints of the gospel in a lot of, a lot of these narratives in the Old Testament. So the beautiful thing about this, about Joseph, is everybody came to him, even his brothers, they were dependent on him because he had the grain, the word of God. And this is what's happening with the church right now, is God is raising up the church to move in authority, to govern, to have influence, and the whole church and the whole world is going to come, I should say, to the body of Christ. Because, of, And this is, the, this is a confirmation when you look at this narrative of Joseph's life, the whole world coming to him for the grain means revival. It means that the world is having respect and the church is having influence over natural governments and over the world. All right? And before I f finish up, I'm going to do some dream interpretations. When you look at Psalms uh, uh, 45, verse 14, tell me if I'm wrong, Pastor Ben, but it's actually in the... <laughs> it's in the... Uh, The new King James Version, though. This is what I love about this. And this is where the church, this is how the church is going to uh, operate. Dreams and visions is so important in our lives. It says about, that when you read Psalms 45, it talks about the bride being brought before the king. Is that correct? Just checking my memory here bride <laughs> brought before the king but in verse 14 if you read the new king james it says the bride was brought before the king in a robe of many colors Whew. isn't that awesome so what was joseph cloaked in a robe of many colors a a a, a coat of many colors and that means that's actually a sign of the prophetic. The seven spirits of God is the wisdom and revelatory knowledge. Okay? And Joseph was honored with that because he had the ability to change the world. 
he saw you know this you know the his brothers bow down to him and the stars and the moon you know he saw this in a vision of the night and they thought who are you are you know who do you think you are you little upstart who's this guy but he i mean that's why jesus said don't throw pearls to pigs but um he actually released this but god honored him through his father with a coat of many colors but that was a prophetic sign for the church in the future because it is important to move in the revelatory knowledge to have the ability to unlock mysteries right out of the relationship and the intimacy with god to unlock mysteries and to give give the interpretation of dreams break break the curse of dullness over people and bring the light of the revelation of the Messiah to people and bring them to a place of repentance and bring them to a place of where you govern and they come to you humbly and you bring the seed, which is the word of God, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So, And some people have said to me, how come my dreams don't make sense? All right? So this is what happens when you actually get cloaked in in a robe of many colors is through the intimacy being intimate with jesus okay um when um john the apostle got caught up in the third realm uh, he he actually uh it's revelation four he saw a door standing up in heaven he saw a rainbow he saw multiple colors he got caught up into that realm but when you get cloaked with jesus you actually know the oracles of God. You start to learn a language. The more intimate you become with Jesus, the more you understand a language. It's like a language. So let me say this. In Mark 4, Jesus said, Mark 4, uh, verse 11, I think it is. He said to you, he goes, those on the outside, I speak to them in parables. But he looked at his disciples, he said, but to you, I reveal the mysteries of the kingdom. So what does that mean? Okay, those on the outside, those who are not close to Jesus, everything seems to be in another language. All right? I speak to them in parables. But if you're intimate with me, I'll reveal the mysteries. You go, okay, why doesn't the Lord speak to me plainly? Is that verse 11? Yeah, it is not good. Why does the Lord speak? Why doesn't the Lord speak to me plainly? Because He's a God. He just wants you to be intimate with Him. He doesn't want a quick fix, drive-through McDonald's word. He doesn't want to give you that. He wants you to be intimate with Him, and the more intimate you go, and He should reveal His secrets. It's like the lover, you know, and, a, and with a wife, and you know that you're sharing secrets. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, and um, when you read, I think this is right again um numbers 12 uh, verse 6 same thing with moses all right it says when i speak to a prophet when i speak to prophets i speak to him in dreams and visions but not so with moses he's faithful in my house make sure this is right then he's faithful in my house right he actually i speak to him like a man face to face He's faithful, and Moses was intimate with his father. He didn't actually see the face of the father. He, he, as you read, he was hidden. But he did. What, who's the face to face? Who's that? It talks about an angel of the Lord was stood before the 
burning bush. And when you look at the angel of the Lord, and I don't know how the scholars work this out, but when you look at the angel of the Lord in the King James or New King James, it's a capital A. Every angel with a capital A in the Old Testament was Christ pre-incarnated. So he's talking to Jesus face to face. And in fact, when Moses went up there in the mountain, all these time zones, time zones stopped and he went to this eternal realm and he saw in Jesus, he's speaking face to face. And he looked at another guy, who are you? I'm Elijah, speaking to Jesus face to face. And then they go, who's that guy over there? That weirdo. Oh, that's Peter. <laughs> that was in Mount, on the mountain in, in Matthew 17 where they all met. I really believe some people say it's a cloud of witness, but I reckon they all crossed over and they were jumpers and they went into the into a realm, the eternal realm, where there's no beginning or end, seeing the Messiah. And then, then as Peter goes, we're going to build free shelters. And no, just forget what he's saying. But, but Moses and Elijah were talking to him face to face. Does that make sense? I know it's a bit out there, but this is what the Lord has shown me that God wants us to cross over to that realm and you can meet him there. And the more intimate you become with him, that's when you carry it. And everywhere you go, the atmosphere changes. The atmosphere changes everywhere you go. When you speak. I remember once in business, I went to this place in business and a woman said to me, she goes, she wasn't so, I didn't have a ch chance to minister to her. I should have. Sometimes I get a bit busy and people ask questions. You sort of go, and I know it's wrong, it's wrong, and I have to repent sometimes. I'm a bit busy, a bit like, okay. Well, it's actually the Lord, you know. But I've got to, um, you know, I have to be somewhere. But that's wrong spirit, and I have to repent of that because I get really busy. But the Lord will bring him to you, and you need to be ready in season and out of season. The woman said to me, what is it with you? You carry something, you carry a presence. I mean, someone says that to you, that's on a silver platter for you to minister to him. Don't you think? So I want to encourage you to, with this. I hope this is enough. I'm not going over time, am I? Okay. Is everybody getting this? All right. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.